This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From fraud detection to image recognition to self-driving cars, artificial intelligence and machine learning will revolutionize entire industries. Together, AI and ML will change the way that we interact with data and use it to enable digital growth. So as a reminder, machine learning is a subset of artificial intelligence that enables machines to develop problem-solving models by identifying patterns in data instead of leveraging explicit programming. So um, the learning refers to the training process and the algorithms uh, identify patterns in data and then use those patterns to tweak the model, aiming to provide a more accurate output each time. So machine learning can be divided up into three sections, supervised learning, unsupervised learning, and reinforced learning. Now, most of the value gained from machine learning is actually based on supervised learning use cases. Um, There are some unsupervised learning that that is a better fit for certain problems. For instance, if the goal is clustering things and you don't have labeled data available. And also, you know, reinforced learning is still relatively um, not de- not well developed for for industry uh, uses yet, but uh, it has a lot of potential in its superior precision and targeting for the future. So let's talk about supervised learning uh, through 2022, which is what it's supposed to be estimated. Uh, Supervised learning will remain the type of machine learning utilized most by enterprise companies. So um, supervised learning is effective in many business scenarios, such as like fraud detection, sales forecasting, and inventory optimization. Now, the way that supervised learning works is by feeding known historical input and output data into machine learning algorithms. Um, In each step, after processing each input-output pair, the algorithm alters the model to create an output that is as close as possible to the desired result. So, for instance, you know, a a model could be fed data from thousands of um, bank transactions, with each transaction labeled as fraudulent or not. So the model will identify patterns that lead to a fraudulent or not fraudulent output. And over time, um, this model will learn to be more accurate in predicting whether or not a given transaction is fraudulent. So this input and output data can be derived from historical data through simulations or through human data labeling. In cases involving unstructured data, like for instance, images, videos, audio text, um, that can be served as output data. So um, let's take a look at some use cases for supervised learning. 
you can identify risk factors and diseases. You can, um, you know, classify whether or not an email is spam, predict housing prices, predict whether or not people are going to vote for a given candidate, um, predict whether or not a, a loan applicant is a low or high risk, and then also like predict, um, you know, a mechanical part uh, in industrial equipment um, and whether or not it's going to fail. So um, now that we've gone over supervised learning, let's go into unsupervised learning. So in unsupervised learning, it's used to predict uh, or to develop predictive models from data that consists of input data without historically labeled res uh, responses. So for instance, a, a list of customers or a set of unlabeled photos could serve as input data in an unsupervised learning use case. Now, the most common application of unsupervised learning is uh, a clustering and association problems. So in clustering, that produces a model that groups objects based on certain properties like color. So association um, takes those clusters and identifies rules that exist between them. So let's take a look at some use cases for unsupervised learning. You can group customers um, by purchase behavior. You can identify associations in customer um, data. Like for instance, if um, if someone were to buy like a like a like a certain style or shoe, they're more interested in in buying a certain backpack or, or jacket. Uh, you can identify you can classify people based on different interests, and you can group inventories by manufacturing and sales metrics. So what's really cool about uh, unsupervised learning is that it can be used to prepare data for supervised learning later on. So this is done by identifying patterns and features that can be used to categorize, compress, and reduce the dimensionality of data. Let's talk about the third and final um, uh, uh, section of machine learning, which is reinforced learning. So in reinforced learning, it's based on rewarding desired behaviors and punishing undesired ones. So instead of one output producing one, I'm sorry, instead of one input producing one output, the algorithm produces a variety of outputs and then it's trained to select the right one based on certain variables. So for instance, a computer program could be trained to win a video game by identifying patterns in the actions that lead to it scoring more points than other players. You know, although it's been around for forever, you know, it's been around for decades, reinforced learning has recently seen this renewed interest. Um, you know, reinforced learning requires less maintenance than supervised learning, making it easier to work with unlabeled data sets. Um, and there have been certain uh, recent success in, in reinforced in, uh, learning implementations in the, in the gaming world. However, practical reinforced learning applications are, are still being developed and are not uh, fully being realized in, in, the, in the real world. Now, most current uh, data science and machine learning platforms don't have a native um, reinforced learning capabilities. And it requires a lot more computing power than most enterprises have available. So right now, reinforced learning is only applicable in areas that are fully simulated. 
and are quite stationary or where massive amounts of relevant data are available. So here are some use cases for reinforced learning. You can do like load balancing, like for instance, uh, teaching an algorithm to minimize the number of jobs waiting based on available compute uh, resources. Another one's like solving traffic jam problems by dynamically changing uh, traffic lights. You can train a robot to learn policies by mapping input from raw video images and then replicating the actions that it sees. And then, uh, you know, you can also like teach a car to park by itself. Um, and so, you know, artificial intelligence thought leaders must develop, um, you know, significantly better simulation capabilities before reinforced learning can enter mass adoption. So, um, you know, they need to recognize the, 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 the full potential of reinforced learning, but not employ it uh, yet. Uh, and, 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 and right now they can only employ reinforced learning in a limited um, amount of use cases.